0: On the line somebody knows that better than most. Dr. Emma West is a senior emergency physician at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. She's created an Instagram profile with a very simple message which is basically get vaccinated. I'm an emergency doctor. If you need help need me, I'll help. Every shift I help people having heart attacks. Young people with breast cancer or leukemia, older people with broken bones. I am busy, really busy. I care for you, I help you, vaccinated or unvaccinated. I'm dedicated to my patients. If you trust me, to look after me if you're ill. Trust me when I tell you you should get vaccinated. As I said, Senior Emergency Physician at the Royal Melbourne Hospital, a frontline worker, obviously. Dr Emma West, good morning.
1: Good morning, Neil. Thanks for having me and thanks for spreading the message that vaccination's
0: our way out of this. Well i think I think that's becoming widely accepted hopefully how's what's the mood like at the at the Royal Melbourne? I mean I, last year was tough, and I've been talking to various emergency physicians who sort of feel we're on the, they're nervous, we're on the edge of things how are you, how are you feeling about it?
1: Uh, We've moved to a red zone again at Royal Melbourne Hospital, so that means that in emergency we're all wearing full Tier 3 PPE, so the N95 mask, the shield, the the full gowns. It's just because of increasing cases within the community, it's the right thing for us to do uh, so that we can uh, protect our patients, I guess. And it's our patients that we want to protect because um, they're the vulnerable ones. They're the ones that don't want to be in emergency. Um, And so if you go and get vaccinated, you play your part in helping us out so that we can do our core business, which
0: is looking after the sick. Does it enter your mind when you go to work? That you're entering entering what? Is it perhaps a more dangerous uh, environment than normal? I'd have to say
1: things are different this year to last year. I'm vaccinated this year, and last year, clearly, there was no vaccine. And so last year, it's still present quite close to my heart, but I used to come to work quite nervous. Uh, You never knew when you were going to be exposed and when you might inadvertently become infected and then be going home to your family and posing a risk to the people you love. I don't have that feeling so much anymore because I'm vaccinated and, um, you know, I just... the, The cold sweats I used to have are gone, in all honesty. I just... My husband's vaccinated, um, my friends are vaccinated, not that I'm seeing them, but, you know, it just feels that uh, with that protection, they're not going to get sick because the the message is that if you get vaccinated, you're not going to have severe disease and you're not going to need to come and see me. And and, and that's black and white and that's my appeal to people. You you don't want to come and see me if you don't have to. Uh, And if you get vaccinated, you won't have to come and see me.
0: New South Wales has uh, released a whole lot of footage of, I think, three different people in intensive care with COVID. One man lying on his, on, uh, flat in his stomach, which I think is part of the treatment, and, and talking about how he feels and, and why you don't want to get this thing. And I think he was due to be vaccinated. Uh, so they're getting a pretty tough, tough message uh, out there. You will have treated, you would have worked, I'm sure, with COVID positive people. What is the message? What is it like? Particularly, you must be dealing with an emergency in the early stages, I suppose, are they? Uh,
1: Yeah. um, No, people often arrive actually very, very sick. Um, So last year we saw huge numbers of patients with COVID, but we're seeing them again this year. So we're seeing young people again who are, are requiring intensive care. And the thing is they can't breathe. If you can just imagine intense air hunger, that feeling that you just not being able to get the oxygen you need so normally we breathe at a rate of say 14 to 16 breaths a minute and if you're um uh um got COVID, you might be breathing at 40 to 50 breaths a minute so oh, it'd be, it's awful
0: is there a nervousness in the system now that we've got what 80 cases 13 mystery cases do you think do you think that the hospitals are well, i'm sure you're ready but is there a nervousness
1: oh there is so um, there's certainly a nervousness because we have to make sure this, the hospitals are safe. You have to be able to come to hospital whether you're coming for a heart attack, a stroke, breast cancer, whatever. These hospitals need to be safe places and so that's why we need to protect our hospital system. So there there's certainly a level of nervousness and you know, outbreaks are, are really serious and they're certainly devastating for hospitals. So Um, The community plays their part by being vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you're less likely to become infected. You're less likely to then be also the person spreading it on to your loved ones. And then you're going to not need our care once you're vaccinated because you just don't get severe disease. Um, And if you don't get severe disease, you don't need me. (laughs) And then I can get on and do all that care for the rest of the community, the the people that have no choice but need to come to see me you know the people the young mums with breast cancer the people with broken bones all that business keeps going it doesn't stop in COVID and and that's what I need to be doing I need to be focusing on on that care that still needs delivering even in the era of COVID
0: mm. I remember last year talking to a number of uh, I think nurse, yeah, nurses from the Royal Melbourne who had um, contracted COVID and were in the process of recovering in quarantine have you got friends who have been ill with it?
1: i have i've got um uh, in the middle of last year i had to care for a dear friend of mine and that was really scary and really confronting i certainly had many colleagues around me who became unwell um and some of them uh you know these are invincible people ordinarily and some of them still have symptoms they're they're they've got long COVID, and Um, It's hard for people to understand when they haven't seen it firsthand, but I'm telling you, I've seen it. I see young people who can't breathe and I've seen friends of mine who are still suffering with the effects of long COVID.
0: And suffering in what way?
1: So everything from joint pains, numbness, arms and legs, chronic headaches and shortness of breath. So, um, you know, we're really only uh, learning what long COVID is and it's it's a syndrome that very much exists And it and it can be quite debilitating for people. So um, for young people, you know, I think the the early there was a misconception that this is a this is only a risk for people who are old or with chronic disease, but it's not. It's a disease for everyone, Um, and you know we just have to do everything we can to
0: to hit it hard. I was talking to Sharon Lewin, Director of the Doherty Institute this week and she was talking about the Royal Melbourne doing a lot of work on ventilation because this, this message is building, it's vaccination and ventilation. It might be outside your, your area I suppose but it, are you aware of the ventilation procedures that are being uh, put in place at the hospital?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ventilation is the key. Um, I absolutely love listening to Sharon Lewin. I think she's put out some very clear messaging and uh, she's uh, she's someone to be listened to. In the emergency department, we've got negative pressure rooms for patients with COVID. So essentially that's that's that highly ventilated room. We've also got air scrubbers uh, around the department that's um, sort of filtering the air because we know that ventilation is the key to creating uh, safe spaces um, uh, to reduce transmission of COVID to staff. And, you know, eventually one day when we're all back at work in workplaces...
0: Okay, and just finally, how are you coping with the, and around the hospital with the number of staff that have had to be uh, uh, furloughed or put into quarantine after the exposure? Has, has, has it stretched
1: you all a bit? It does. It really stretches people. Um, you know, not having staff uh, at, at, at work caring for the sick patients really puts pressure on the health system. And so, you know, we hear about it. We hear about the health system being the thing at risk. We have to be at work to be able to look after The the patients that require us there to give them the care day in day out and when staff are furloughed because uh they've had an exposure that that puts our health system at risk so at times it's been pretty stressful recently but you know we're, we're getting there and we'd like to thank our colleagues across the health system for supporting us by taking on extra demand uh in recent times
0: when we when we've had an outbreak And the government's flying in more doctors from overseas too. They tell me 350 more ones, which which can be handy. Um, Just the other thing, finally, and your message is vaccination. The way you're talking and the way you're feeling, it sounds almost as if vaccination is good for your mental health.
1: It's been great for my mental health, I can tell you. I'm not overstating it when last year it was extremely stressful and I don't feel that way this year. Um, And hopefully people can hear that message that that fear of getting COVID and the fear of not being able to breathe, uh, you know, it, it's, it's real. I saw young people who just required intensive care because they've got this virus through no fault of their own. It's an infectious disease, but you can prevent yourself getting it um, to some degree and also prevent severe disease by getting mm. vaccinated. So that's my message.
0: Thank you for your time. Good luck on the, on the coalface. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you very much. Dr Emma West, Senior Emergency Physician, Royal Melbourne Hospital. Some of the anti-vaxxers have a go at me. And look, I'm afraid that the reason I'm, I strongly support the need for this vaccination with all the problems and inherent dangers that have been explained, I and mean, they're not massive, but we haven't got an option. We, we cannot stay locked down forever. The, the society will self-destruct. We cannot stay locked down. We have to come out of it. I'm a little, very wary about the time that's ahead when we open up, and 20% of people or 30% of people aren't vaccinated, and we get a potentially we get a pandemic amongst the unvaccinated. That's that's frightening. But there's no option. We cannot. If we stay like this, we continue to live like this, or attempt to live like this for a few more years, the society self-destructs. Um, and I think everybody's starting to recognise that now. And the best way to come out of it safely is carefully, is with continuing restrictions at some level, targeted lockdowns and mass vaccination. I, I, I wish I could see an option. There isn't one. There really isn't one.